Good morning, everyone. This is Jeffy Kennedy. I'm here with my first cup of coffee. Today is Thursday, July 23rd. It's a cool morning. We got rain last night. We have a burst of monsoon moisture coming in. My mom reported that they got rain in Tucson, for which she is very happy. To pick the grapes up off my chair, they get shaken off during the the rain and wind. It was funny we were walking up the road this morning on our walk, um, probably about a block from here on the walking path. I saw some scat, and because people pick up their domestic dog poop, and there was a grape. <laughs> I'm sure other people have grape barbers, but um, it was absolutely the exact same kind of grapes that we have. So I wondered, you know, the birds come in and get them and stuff. So I wondered if uh, that was one of our grapes migrated a little bit away. (laughs) So I am... um, Making progress on The Promised Queen. Still going quite well, I think. Um, I'm on page 356 of 396. So just 40 pages to go, but I've slowed down considerably. I made, um, I went much more slowly yesterday because as I near the end, I'm getting to the... uh, Okay, I'm sorry. I'm looking at what I'm looking for. My right page. Um, it's much more raggedy, which is no surprise at all. I kept changing my mind on how things were going, so I'm having to um, smooth out the details and, you know, for consistency and all that kind of thing. So I was looking to say, oh, that's right. When I look at my spreadsheet on my phone, it like doesn't go to the exact part that I need. It, like starts, I'm looking at these numbers, thinking, what the hell is that? And it was 2018 numbers. <laughs> That's why. So, well, I guess it wasn't terrible. I made it through 46 pages yesterday, but that was just down because um, Tuesday I made it through 71, Monday I made it through 99. But before that, I was doing like 26, 56, 48. So 46 pages is pretty good doing that in my three one-hour sprints. I've been... Uh, Working with Dorinda. She started working with me uh, starting on Tuesday. So yesterday, I guess, was just our second today. And we'll meet up today. We get on Zoom and keep a little window open. We mute each other, but then keep a, a little window open so we can see each other. And it's been fun. It's been companionable. I've enjoyed it. And she said it's made a huge difference for her. Because then she just sits down and works and she doesn't screw around. And she keeps going because she's under a serious deadline, as Dorinda is <laughs> want to do. But she... <laughs> My brain's a little scattered this morning. Um, she, so she, she's really trying to finish this book by the end of July. So she's really pushing hard. So I just do my three-hour sprints with half an hour break between. And 
then when I'm done, she said she's been keeping working. She's trying to get like 7,000 words a day, which I think is a lot. Uh, she said um, yesterday, she said the day before she'd gotten almost 5,000. I was like, you know, 5,000 is really good. Um, she used to be able to like get the whole book finished in like a week of furious work. But, you know, she said that she just can't do that anymore. And I'm like, yeah, you, you can't sustain that. You know, it's you can do it for a little while, but that kind of thing is just not sustainable. It just drains you dry, exhausts you. And she said, yeah. <laughs> so um, she said at least working with me for those three-hour sessions kind of sets the tone for her day and then gives her momentum and she's able to keep going. So I'm really happy that that's helpful to her. I feel <laughs> ridiculously a little bit guilty um, abandoning her like that. Oh, sorry. Uh, even though, you know, I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah, I'm done with my work for the day. And, and she's like, I wish I was. <laughs> but she said that she wants this to be her life after this. She wants to just work for the three hours a day and then be done. Or, you know, whatever it is, four and a half once you add in the breaks. Or four when you add in the breaks. I can do math. So, so we'll see. Um, I'm, I'm hoping that that will be sustainable for her because you guys know I'm a big believer in that slow and steady wins the race. Yes, and I hear some of you rolling your eyes that I'm not that slow. It just um, maybe slow is the wrong word because I know I do write faster than many people and I am. I try to be cognizant of that and count my blessings there. So... I do, um, sorry, I have something else on my mind, and my brain keeps going to that. I need to focus on what I'm talking about. So, um, maybe measured, measured and steady wins the race. Yeah. So, I was thinking about, it. I'm going to see what her plans are for the weekend. She's probably going to keep working on the weekend. And I was thinking, maybe I'll go pop in and work for an hour with her on the weekend on one of my other projects and just see. Um, so 40 days, 40 pages to go on Promised Queen. Um, I may not be done by tomorrow because I do need to add a little bit add those and i'm and i'm definitely going to start hitting the scenes yesterday i added um, a couple of scenes so i think i ended up well we could see how much i added um my word count's starting to go up again <laughs> which is okay because i i made that room for me to to do that Yep, and there it bounces back to 2018. Blurg, Scroll, scroll, scroll. Okay, here we go. So, oh, yeah, yesterday I added um, 1,438 words. That's interesting. I didn't think I'd done that many. So 1,500 words. Um, I knew I had added. And so let's see what where we are at overall. At least I had this open this time instead of having to open it as I was talking because I knew I was going to want to report. 
So, yeah, 110, 356. And my lowest point, I was like down to 109. Is that what I got it down to? Let's see here. Yeah, 109, 409 was the bottom. Now I've started adding in again. So it'll probably go a little bit into next week. And then I, I don't know. I still haven't decided if I'm going to make one more pass. I keep, I do have some notes of things I need to check and smooth. So I'll check in with Jenny. And then I'm having my call with Agent Sarah this afternoon. So it'll be interesting to see what her take is on what, what, what our next steps will be. Today's call, I'm hoping I'll come out of it. Uh, with some definite plans on what direction to go next. Um, it was funny because Corrine sent me a uh, thing about a couple, a series of tweets, actually. Let me read it this to you guys because it's funny. She sent me the screenshots from Twitter. So this one gal says, I just want one book where the main character joins the villain and they take over the world together. Please, I'm begging at this point. And someone replied to her in all caps, it's what Alina and the Darkling should have done. And somebody else replied to that saying, exactly, and I will die on this hill. So for those of you who don't know, this is a reference to Shadow and Bone and Corrine and I, and she, Corrine sent this to me with the note saying, um, see, it's not just us. Because I was just so annoyed that she, like, Alina the, ran off with her boyfriend from childhood who was a total ass. And that the Darkling, who was the most interesting character in the book, was uh, just like the evil villain. And, and she turns her back on him. But it was a good reminder because it reminded me that that was part of what I'm getting at with the Dark Wizard story. So, so yeah, I'm definitely thinking about Dark Wizard. We'll see what Sarah thinks of that, what she thinks on the other things, what we'll be doing next. And it's um, a lot of fun, a lot of fun. Well, I went to the eye doctor the other day for my annual checkup, get my contacts tuned up. Happily, my prescription has not changed, so that's good. Just a little bit of tweaking for fit as my eyes age, <laughs> but good to know that my prescription hasn't changed much. I didn't think it had, but my eye doctor told me, as we're saying, they're waiting for my eyes to dilate, that, um, that he's getting a divorce. Um, and he's 40, and he said that being in lockdown uh, with his wife 24-7 for a couple of months there just kind of brought, was the pressure cooker that brought everything to a head between them, and that she filed for divorce, and that he loves her, and that he would never have filed for divorce, but now he's discovering how much happier he is um, without that. Um, you know, you, you get so used to being in an unhappy situation that when you're released from it, happiness comes as a surprise. And we were we ended up having a fairly deep conversation about that. Because I said, oh, I'm so sorry. 
And he said, why does everybody say that? He says, I, he says, I think this is a good thing. He says, people get divorced and then they're happier afterwards. They're able to go on and make new choices and do things. And I said, oh, you're absolutely right. And it's interesting because uh, another friend of ours is looking at retirement soon. And he had commented to David that, you know, that he's not sure he really wants to retire because he likes going in to his job. And he had said, well, that, you know, being on lockdown for a couple of months, you know, he's like, well, was had been an unhappy glimpse of retirement. And my eye doctor had said the exact same thing. He said, you know, oh, here's a glimpse of what retirement will be like, which David and I both think is really funny that people think that when they retire that they'll just be hanging out at home all the time, that it'll be like the pandemic lockdown, which isn't true at all. I mean, you can start a second career. You can go on and do new things. You'll finally write that novel, right? But it's an interesting thing, the push-pull between when you do something for love or as an amateur, which, of course, you know, the word amateur comes from love. You do it out of love, not for money. Amata. Um, there's a push-pull between why we do things like that. And... I think people think if they're no longer working for money, then they won't have incentive to do things. And I know that this is a, a tension for many creatives, and people fall out on two sides of this. There are people who say that if they did not need to create for a living, that they would not create at the same level. Um, I think it was, is it Faulkner who very famously said if he hadn't needed to pay the bills, he never would have written anything. And people joke that maybe he wrote so long because he was getting paid by the word. <laughs> I think it was Faulkner. Um, but the sentiment is there anyway. Anais Nin began writing erotica because she got paid by the word for erotica and it was how she paid the bills. Then there are people on the other side who say that being paid for your creative work is crushing creatively, that it is um, too much pressure on the creative self. And I remember talking about that when I was reading Elizabeth Gilbert's Big Magic, because she really falls out on that side. She says, you know, whatever you do... Um, have another job so that you're not putting that financial pressure on yourself to create. I could see it both ways. But David and I were talking about this because our friend it, who's thinking about retirement is financially comfortable. And once he retires, he will, no, he will not need to work. The expenses will be covered. Um, there will be no, no need to continue to earn money. And David and I were talking about it on the walk this morning, and David commented that, you know, it's even though he and I are not in a financially comfortable position, which, you know, let's let's put some boundaries on that. You know, it's not like we're on the street. It's not like we are um, 
impoverished in any sense because, and that's something we have to remind ourselves of. We are able to pay our bills. We live in a very nice house and have a very nice lifestyle. Um, there's money I would like to be able to spend, or there's money, there are things I would like to spend money on. Um, I would like to, you know, do some remodeling on the house. I'd like to do some upkeep on the house that I feel like we can't split that money out for yet. Um, but at the same time, we're doing great as far as daily lives. Um, we're still managing to pay the bills. And David made the comment that it's nice for us in a way that we do have that financial pressure because it really keeps us alert. It keeps us pushing and looking for opportunities. There's a, it's, it's a stimulating thing where so many people, when they look at retirement and they're financially comfortable, seem to be afraid of sort of sitting down and moldering and waiting to die. So having that, that spur, that reason to do a thing helps. So I think a lot of it really comes down to how you feel about money. And if money is um, a positive or a negative for you. And I think people are really different that way. People, some people just love thinking about money and how to make people make money. And for other people, it's a very negative thing. And they don't want to have to think about it. And they do have to separate their creativity from it. So, those are the thoughts that are on my mind this morning. Um, Leslie Penelope had suggested to me that I start a mastermind group of aspiring authors, and I'm seriously considering doing that. I think that I might do this, might put this together. Um, I want to find, see if I can set up a group of like-minded people and make it be... I don't think that you can do just a random assortment of people. I think you've got to find people who have a good mental attitude. And that would be part of my job to help curate the group as well as lead it. And then we would start talking about these things. I think it could be really interesting. It's a great idea. <coughs> and I hadn't thought about it for a while. Thank you. <laughs> a little sneezy this morning. The rain's probably bringing out some new pollens. Um, but it just popped into my head again yesterday, so maybe that means the time is ripe for it. So I'm going to go in and get ready to meet up with Dorinda, take care of a few things, and I will talk to you all tomorrow. Hope you're all doing well. Hanging in, maybe um, thinking about some new projects, starting up some things. Let's get some stuff going. All right, uh, First Cup of Coffee is part of the Frolic Media Podcast Network. You'll find more podcasts you love at frolic.media slash podcasts. And I will talk to you all tomorrow. Take care. Bye-bye.